The first weekend of the 2023 MLS season is in the books. We saw a new team take the field, a series of absolute bangers, tactical tweaks, and so much more. I'm Joe Lowry, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. On today's episode, we're diving into what stood out from the first set of games from the 2023 season. To help me do that, I called up MLS and NWSL analyst and my friend, Jordan Angeli. Jordan is one of the absolute best analysts in the business. She helps us run through the most interesting things from week one, and I do mean run, because here on the Backheeled Show, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk soccer. I'm now joined by Jordan Angeli. Jordan, first of all, it's great to see you. Second of all, thanks for coming on the show. And third of all, how are you? First of all, thanks for having me. Second (laughs) of all, great to see you as well. Third, I am doing great. Gosh, MLS is back, baby. Let's go. I am. I'm so impressed that you managed to pick out all of those three things that I forced into the same introduction because somebody asked me three questions or like two questions in a sequence. I've already forgotten what the first one was as I'm hearing the second one. So that's just great work by you after I kind of hung you out to dry. Jordan, MLS is back. I want to start with the new kid on the block. That's St. Louis City who won their first ever MLS game three to two on Saturday against Austin FC in Austin. Jordan, what stood out to you about St. Louis and their MLS debut? They're brave. I think that was the first thing that really stood out to me is that they were brave and they were willing to match up with Austin, who frankly looked like a team in their first game of the season. And I think we can say that across MLS, you know, like let's not make too many rash calls after week one because it can look a little helter skelter. But I think St. Louis was brave. I think they had a lot of of what we were expecting of them with some of those Red Bull high press high intensity, get in behind vertically as quickly as possible. But the thing that really stood out to me, Joe, was actually later in the game when things started to switch up and changes started to get made and they were down a goal. And it was a there was just a brilliant sequence from them because they did try to play at times and they did have good possession at times. And they had this sequence down the right side. I know I noted it 76th minute. So go back and look at it. Brilliant one touch passing that led to a really good shot. And I think that this is what we're going to see from St. Louis is maybe some intensity, intensity, intensity mixed. Well, now that we've hit you guys with a lot of high press, high intensity, now we're going to show you how we can ball. And I think they have players that can do that. Yeah, and I was relatively harsh on the roster build for St. Louis coming into the season from Lutz Fonensteel. It felt to me like this team was built without much high-end talent. I'm not ready to fully eat my words, but Jordan, mm-hmm. you mentioned some of their ability with the ball. I thought both DPs for St. Louis in this game were yes. were good and, and very much better than I expected them to be. Klaus gets a goal, and he absolutely just puts Kip Keller in, in the blender on that sequence. And then also, Edward Lovin in midfield. He's bigger than I expected him to be. He's six foot two. He's tall. He glides around in midfield. Thick. He did, yeah, right? I mean, he did a lot of... Really impressive stuff with the ball and his his physical profile stood out to me in a way that I didn't fully expect. So credit to those two players, credit to St. Louis for some of their work with the ball. One note from me on their defensive structure. I don't know if you caught this, Jordan, but one thing that stood out to me is they play very narrow in a 4-2-3-1 on both sides of the ball to the point where the fullbacks would get overloaded. That's where Austin's uh, goal, second goal from Gallagher comes from, is they're overloading St. Louis's right side, Austin's left side, and they progress and they go 2v1 against the fullback and they get in into good spots in the final third and eventually put the ball into the back of the net. So 
overall, I liked a lot of what I saw from St. Louis. That's just one thing that's in the back of my mind for this team about, you know, maybe maybe they will struggle at times in those moments. And maybe that was to prevent Austin from coming down the middle of the field, which they do so well with that inverted, you know, bringing Fagundes inside and having almost dual tens. So we'll see how that adapts. But yeah, I think that that is one point to make. Can I just say one thing about Austin yeah. before we move on? Driussi can change a game in a instant. That chip. In- Ugh. Uh, the chip. And then he almost tied the game at the end of the in the dying minutes. He almost tied it, headed the ball from across from Alexander Ring off the crossbar. This guy is still just he's must watch TV. He's a problem for opposing defenses and for opposing <laughs> right. goalkeepers, as Berkey found out in this game. Mm-hmm. Jordan, let's move to another game. What was one of your other takeaways from the first week of the season? What else did you see this weekend? I think I'm going to get have to get used to all the games being at the same exact yeah. times. So the benefit was there was one game on Sunday. And so I took that game in all by itself a uh, Seattle hosting Colorado Rapids and I think a lot of people were just curious about how Seattle would play w- would they implement a lot of these structural differences playing more out of a three back and looking like a four a three four three at times with new who central or would they play just straight up how Seattle played and I think it was mostly how they normally play with that four two three one man are their their front line is a lot to handle. I think that it was a very difficult welcome to MLS for Maxo and Gersbach for the Colorado Rapids on the left side because when you have Ladero who comes into the front line at times when Seattle is building up and then pops off the that defensive line into that space between the midfield and the defense, if you don't have good transitions and switching there, as a defensive unit, you're going to get pulled apart. And Ladero did just that, especially on that first goal when Seattle built out of the back. I think that this was, for Seattle's standpoint, a really good way to, to step into MLS saying, hey, I think they're going to take no prisoners this year and just kind of go after teams. Jordan Morris in particular, I thought was was electric in this game. He looked like peak Jordan Morris, breaking him behind the back line, using his speed, tucking inside, yes, but but providing that that verticality that then allows Ladero Jordan, like you mentioned, to float underneath and to pick up the ball. It was a really well-balanced and, and strong performance from Seattle early on in the season. I want to see more. Obviously, all this stuff is, is, is needing to be taken with a grain of salt. But yeah, Jordan, this team looks scary. And we've talked about Jackson Reagan a number of times and how good he's going to be. I think we're watching a center back that is going to continue to progress and might be someone that we see on a national team in years to come. I think for the Rapids, I want to say one thing about them. I think it's brave to go into Seattle and high press. A lot of teams don't do that, especially the first game of season. The Rapids went in there, they high pressed, and at moments, they made Seattle very uncomfortable. And once Seattle broke them down, it was hard for the Rapids to get a a handle back on the game. And I think maybe Robin Fraser was thinking, okay, can we go in and try this? Because if we can learn these lessons here in the first game versus maybe the best team in the West then that's going to be really good jumping off point to where we're at and where we need to go. All right, Jordan, one more game before we get out of here. I want to talk about the Philadelphia Union's win over the Columbus crew. They kind of stomped the crew for one, a couple of penalties in here at, at home from the Union. But generally, Jordan, I thought they looked scary. They were one of the two best teams in MLS last year. They come out and drop four goals against a team in Columbus that's still finding themselves. But Jordan, the one thing that really caught my eye in this game wasn't any of the the players in the starting lineup. It was Joaquin Torres coming off the bench yeah. for them. Jordan, literally seconds after this guy steps on the field, 
He's already doing an El Sino impression. He's already getting the ball, <laughs> turning out of a tight spot, and threading it in behind the back line. I mean, I, I almost couldn't believe that the union have found this player to do it again. And again, it's early. There's still so much time for this stuff to change. But man, even that addition of Torres through, through trade from CF Montreal, I feel like makes this union team even scarier than they were last season. They are such a well-oiled machine that it's hard to find any kind of hole in what the union do. Even the goal that was scored for Columbus, it comes off a, a little deflection. You know, it's an own goal. Makes me think, okay, if you go up early in against Philadelphia, oh, maybe that's the way to go. But the crew showed that how difficult it is to stop this Philly team from creating. And it wasn't just the PKs. It was chance after chance. The way that Philadelphia uh, broke down the press of the crew in this in this new structure that's going to take time for them to really grasp. I think there were some really good bright spots in the first half. But Philadelphia knows every single player on that team knows their role. They know their responsibility. Then you start to see them quickly adapt to what other teams are are showing them. And I think that that's one of the most impressive things is they find a little way to switch the point quickly to get out on the other side and create havoc for this crew team in quick transition. So really good pressing structure from Philadelphia in the second half. They created a number of chances, a number of goals. And I don't think there's a harder team in MLS to play against a low block against. Once Philly gets into that deep block, how do you break them down? How do you get a goal? They're going to continue to do that here in 2023. That is Jordan Angeli, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be a link to follow Jordan on Twitter in the show notes for now. That's it for this episode of The Backfield Show. If you're looking for more American soccer coverage or MLS coverage, scroll up or down here in the Backfield Show feed or go check out Backfield.com. We'll talk to you all again soon. Oh, 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 oh,